Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm Jame. And I'm Naomi. <laughs> and this week, it's Kat's turn. Nice intro. Thank you for the very mellow, like, monotone. It becomes more musical each week. And yeah. I feel like it just runs into one word almost. Like, yeah, I don't know. 101 movies we watch before we die. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be singing it by episode 100. No, we won't have 101, will we? Yeah, we'll no. Oh, I mean, we're, like, up to 60-something. Fucking Jesus, so. that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's boiling water, mate. How Sorry, I took a sip a of my very hot tea and my tongue hurts now. Anyway, Kat, <laughs> take it away. So this week we all watched, I hope, mm-hmm. Double Indemnity yes. from yes. 1944. Yes. We did yeah. after a last minute mix up. Yeah. I want to say mix up. Kat was just like halfway through yesterday. We're doing this movie now. Okay. okay. <laughs> Very Lucky I didn't fucking watch the I other mean, one on Sunday fortunately, night. Fortunately, it was like 50 minutes shorter, so yeah. save yeah. me some time. Yeah. And in English? And in English. And in English. Yeah. So double win <laughs> for late night watching. Double win. Ah, ah. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because you guys have all watched the movie, can anyone tell me what double indemnity actually means? Double payout for From something. When a certain thing happens. When it's uh, at a thing that's meant to be really safe, right? Like a train. So, like a train. No, 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 no. It's when it's, it's um, an accident that is so rare. Yeah. 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 Like so falling basically, off a train. So it's a reference to a clause in certain life insurance policies where the payout is doubled if the cause of death is accidental. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did it right. Did you guys, guys even watch the movie? Yes. I, I was right. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's, that's the same thing. Really safe and really rare is essentially yeah. the same. Yeah. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> um, if something's really safe, you'd expect deaths to be pretty rare in it. Yeah. Like aeroplane uh. transport. Yeah. Ocean. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, car, car accidents. Definitely not. <laughs> they are very common. <laughs> uh, okay. So it's a psychological thriller film noir directed by Billy Wilder, released in 1944 and had a budget of 980000 and grossed $5 million, which I looked up in today's money because I wasn't Aww. sure if you were coming today, James. <laughs> Quick, James, you Google it and beat it to it. Now nah, so I can't take this one. Um, 980000 so the budget would have been $14.5 million today and it would have grossed $74.3 million today. 74.3. It's a lot. So we've just got garbage day happening. So we've got all the sounds for <laughs> you today. We've just wanted that's to better. have a say. <laughs> James is running back. Yeah. But that's a really big budget for a film... That doesn't really require any CGI. Yeah, or yeah that's true. All those, all that sweet 1940 CGI. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, uh, looks good. Yeah, yeah, it does. They do a lot of real driving. Yeah, yeah, like a lot. I mean, did they have a lot of big, like big names in terms of actor payouts? Um, I, I imagine Fred only McMurray. Really, only three. Like, so you've got only like Fred five McMurray. people in it. <laughs> Yeah, legit. <laughs> You've got Fred McMurray as Walter Neff and Barbara Stanwyck as Phyllis Dietrichson. Um, and so they were, they're the two leads. I didn't write down everyone else because I was like, we're not going to know who they Fred are. Fred McMurray in something we did in the last couple of weeks. The apartment. Yeah. That's he's the, one. the, he's yeah. the boss. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, this dude was, this dude was in something that we watched recently and I couldn't pick which one it was. I couldn't be bothered to Google it. And he, was, he was bad in that one and now yeah. he's... 
still, still sort of bad. bad. He's still a terrible human. Like his character is a terrible person. But we'll get into that. Except this time, instead of uh, being a part of a of uh, cheating, what's what's it called when you cheat on your partner? Adult. An affair, adultery. <laughs> He's adultery. Uh, facilitating an affair and also yeah. a murder. Yeah. Spoiler. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh. Oh my god! I didn't know there was a murder in this. <laughs> so Wilder managed to bring the whole production in at, under budget, um, despite three hundred seventy thousand dollars in salaries for just four people. So a hundred thousand dollars each for McMurray, Stanwick, and Robinson, who pay, who played. Um, Keys. Yeah. The yep. other I was thinking Keys would be the third. Yeah. One. yeah. And seventy thousand and seventy thousand to forty four thousand for writing and twenty six thousand for directing. So that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Like the fact that a third of your budget is actors. Actors. I mean that's pretty standard I mean, it's a lot st- of the time. But like for nineteen forty four. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean like if you look at it like Robert Downey Jr. got $10 million for eight minutes of screen time in Spider-Man Homecoming. But isn't that yeah. to do with some contract about, like, he gets a share of the... I think he gets a share on top of, but, like, it was like a oh, genuine salary of just $10 million. Right. More than just a million dollars a minute. eight minutes. Ugh. Or you look at, like, Star Wars The Force Awakens, where Harrison Ford came, like got paid $35 million to be in that film under the clause that his character would be killed and not have to return. And then Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher both got paid $2 million each. And then all the new cast got paid $800,000 each for that film. But the the point for that is that yeah. these, are, these are all because their character is yeah. integral to a big franchise. Yeah. Fred McMurray and whatnot are not yeah, integral not. to this because it's not. Steinwick. They're yeah. just not yeah, big names at the yeah. time. Just yeah. yeah. Um, so... Do you want to talk about the plot? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. So in 1938, Walter Neff... Oh, by the way, the Wikipedia page on this is phenomenal. It's <laughs> is like it? Really? Yeah. It, I basically didn't use any other sources because it is so in-depth and, like, well-researched. I was just like, copy, paste. Copy, paste. <laughs> I, remember, I looked at Wikipedia for something that I did and there was, like, four paragraphs for the whole thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, for yeah. fuck's this sake. This is, like, multiple essays all yeah, written good. very well. It's very inconsistent. Wow. I've also yeah. had ones that are, like... Yeah. You barely had, can scroll down on the page. I'm like, oh, well. Let's or it just fits on else. your computer screen. And yeah. Just, that's the, it, like you can see that's references it. at the bottom. You're like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this one's really good. So most of my info has come from that. So sorry in advance if you've already read the Wikipedia page. <laughs> skip to the end. <laughs> or if you just don't want to listen to Cat Talk, just read the Wikipedia page. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, I would like to think I present the information in a more entertaining way than Wikipedia. I'll, I'll take Cat over Wikipedia any day. Yes, Thank so you. Would I. Thank you. Yes. Microsoft so. <laughs> voice assistant. <laughs> wow. So in 1938, Walter Neff, an insurance salesman driving... Um, erratically through downtown LA to get to his office late one night. The pain, in pain from a gunshot wound to his shoulder, Neff begins dictating a confession into a dictaphone for his friend and colleague Barton Keyes, a claims adjuster. The rest of the story is told primarily through flashback with Neff narrating. Did you like that? Yeah, I, I did. did. I thought they yeah. did it well. What's I, it? You get, you get first. I liked it at the start. I found it. I, I don't. I didn't have a problem with the narration. I think I got sick of hearing the same, like the same music with it every time. Yeah, yeah. 
Fair enough. But I think it was like a good like, little like recap method, especially like 1944. It was just like, oh, this yeah. is an in- like a instead of just telling the story, like you know, because the movie could have easily just cut that entire yeah. aspect out. Yeah. And, like, you know, just told it as a linear story, whereas he's just like, oh, well, he was just like essentially doing it as a confession. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, oh, well, this is where it's going to end. And you yeah, and it kind of well, gets you thinking about if, like, you know, oh, yeah. well, clearly he's been caught or he's, something's happened to yeah, make him Yeah, so you're kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? And then, like, as things happen throughout the film, you're like, oh, how's this going to, like, yeah, they're going this happen, way, but yeah. how are we going to get back to here? Yeah. But I also found it funny because there's, like, so many movies from, like, because obviously, like, World War II is in fucking full flight. Yeah. Mm. When this movie's made. That, like, and so many movies from this time. It's just, oh, it's 1937 or it's 1938. It's just like, just make yeah. it a year or two before the war. Yeah. yeah. It's like, then we don't have to mention it. Don't worry about it. Just everything's just the year before the war and everything's okay. Uh, I think, um, yeah, like one of the key tropes of a film noir is that it is told from the perspective of the criminal or the bad mm. guy. In the film, yeah. so and yeah. because this was one of the original, or well, it kind of set the standard for that genre. Is if is it a genre? I guess it's mm-hmm. a genre. Um, I think it really was kind of groundbreaking in that regard. I also think, like many things on this list, it's been referenced in The Simpsons, and I didn't get it, and now I do <laughs> from seeing it. But I can't think of which episode there's, it yeah, is. Yeah, there's so many, so many movies like, huh. That's what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like as like you know, like a kid or slash like teenager, you're like, oh yeah, like you're just, just consuming like, all this. Yeah, and then like there's this Simpsons episode, like oh that's obviously a movie or something. Mm. I don't get. You just it. get the bottom layer and you're like, ha, yeah, ha, funny. And then you like like you know you watch a movie like, oh, and you have this realization <laughs> of like that was actually really fucking funny if you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We're dumb. <laughs> I mean, we were children, presumably. Yeah, <laughs> like 10 years old. Um, so, Neff meets the alluring Phyllis Dietrichson. That's a really fun word to say. Dietrichson. Dietrichson. During a house call to remind her husband to renew his automobile insurance policy, a flirtation develops. Con- um. Controversial name for 1944. Yeah. Phyllis <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Very, very like German, German European yeah. name, yeah. yeah. Controversial. Can you imagine being named that like as a child as well? Like, like oh yeah, it's little Phyllis, little Phyllis Dietrichson. I don't. <laughs> it has such an old lady ring to me. I mean, yeah. it was the forties, so yeah. it's probably old, old lady range. ring for now. Because if they were a child then, then there you are, know, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> So, a flirtation develops, at least until Neff hears Phyllis wonder how she could take out a policy on her husband's life without him knowing it. Neff knows she means murder and wants no part of it. Phyllis pursues Neff to his own home and persuades him that the two of them together should kill her husband. Neff knows all the tricks of the trade and comes up with a plan in which Phyllis's husband will die an unlikely death, in this case being thrown from a train. Pacific All Risk, which is the company Neff works for, will therefore be required by the double indemnity clause in the insurance policy to pay the widow twice the normal amount. It's pretty smart. Hundred thousand dollars. It's so like it's such a good idea for like a scam, but like as if the fucking like insurance salesmen aren't doing this more. Because, like, they'd know the intricacies of the entire policy and it's like... Yeah. And, like, as if, like, insurance companies wouldn't be like... Let's just, you know, because they don't have to... Well, obviously, like, the company themselves doesn't have to pay out. But, like, if you're, like, a sneaky salesman, you can just be 
fucking loaded very quickly. Yeah. Especially, well, yeah. And I guess at that time too, you didn't have like, this is kind of what <laughs> made me laugh. The fact that when they're planning their little um, murder, that when they're in the market and they're just acting so sus all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. who's even watching you? There's no CCTV Yeah, camera. exactly, yeah. Like, just in case, you know, Doris yeah. from around the corner yeah. comes in to get some eggs <laughs> and like, hang on a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> it's just, it's I like your Doris impression. <laughs> <laughs> hang on she a sounds minute. very female. Hang on. hang on a minute, what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> what in the bloody hell? <laughs> uh, I just think it's really funny. And the fact that he originally wanted no part in it and then basically comes up with the whole plan. Oh. And she's just like, yep, okay, it works for yeah, me. Yeah, that it felt helps. a bit disingenuous as far as the character goes. Like, yeah. he just turned on a dime. Yeah. But then also, like, we find out that she's, like, dodgy as, like, even more dodgy as fuck mm. later. It's like, oh, he developed this whole plan, but it's like it would have made more sense for her character to, to have, have done already, that like, from yeah. what we find out about her past. It's like, well, yeah. why, like, yeah, it just makes it well, weird. She's manipulative. She saw an yeah. opportunity well, she fucking she it. Yeah. murdered the first yeah, wife. yeah. And I think it seems like if she'd let if um if she'd planned it to him, he would yeah. never have gone through with it. But she's she's let him like think yeah. it's his idea yeah. to get him to commit. And then also yeah. she can play the like you know kind of forced woman that like oh it was all his idea. Yeah, he made exactly. me, like he did it all. He was the one on the train. He like, was the one that murdered him. Yeah, but they're yeah. like you know I no way I could have physically lifted him into like the boot of the car. Like you know it was all him. He wanted the money, and then you know you, so she can play the victim. Yeah, like his victim. And also at this if, point, he is in love with her. Um, he met her for one day. Yeah, also, this it was, is like Romeo and Juliet. You're it just was like, also. Each other for two I hours. hated it how he just like the way he would say "baby." Oh, oh yeah. it was. But like the tone, the because he said it the same way every time. But the tone was delivered. I'm like, just I get like time period wise, but there's a way to say that word and a way not to say that word yeah. in any context. And there's like other movies from that like that period where it's said and it doesn't sound like. Creepy, yeah. But what he says is, it's like, why? Especially because he's like, yeah, he'd met her for like a day, and he was Literally. calling her that, and I'm like, just please don't. No, it was like, Ugh. like I think it just comes down to the acting too. Like I feel like but his voice, yeah, went into like a weird tone was, every yeah, time he yeah. said it. Maybe he like, realized how weird it was. Yeah, because <laughs> he'd be talking normally, and then he'd just say it in a weird tone when he said that one word. I was, just stop it. Just say it like you were talking two words before, and it's less weird. <laughs> If we were the director on there, we'd be like, oh, God, stop, yeah. stop it. Why are you changing your voice? <laughs> One word, man. Unless it was a deliberate Maybe. like choice to do it that way. Yeah. Which would make because which would make sense like the weirdness of the character, but it was still just like Maybe st- girls back then found that attractive. God, I, don't I don't know. I mean, there's very different steps. I mean, you can see it in him as well. He's like, oh, yeah. that anklet that she was wearing. Yeah, that oh was so yeah. weird. <laughs> so sleepy. I was like, and then I was foot shot and I was like, what is happening? Hey. I will, I will talk about that later. Yeah, it was I'll so weird. Yeah. Is that the first foot fetish on film? Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Pretty much. Um, anyway, so Phyllis drives her husband to the train station for a trip to attend a college reunion. Neff, hiding in the back seat, breaks his neck. Neff then boards the train, posing as Mr. Dietrichson. My so. version had subtitles on. For breaking it his is. neck? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, 
it would have descri- like sometimes it was like descriptive words of like what was happening like if it was silence yeah and it was just like when like he, like it's like car honks car honks and it's, you know like the yeah the words. The three honks. and then it just goes Neff sits up in the back seat snapping the neck and I was like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was just so is that just, when you messaged just it was like, what no, the fuck it wasn't, is this but movie? it was just like, why is that what this like descriptive like says? It just like <laughs> it snaps the, but it wasn't his neck, it was the neck. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? The neck <laughs> uh. it, yeah, it was, it was quite entertaining because like, that, that's the weirdest description I've ever seen. I thought, I thought he strangled him. <laughs> no, he snaps I think his he neck. just strangled really? like he grabs and it's like you can hear the choke and it's just. Oh, I, I thought it was a strangler. Because they had yeah. to make it look like he fell off the train and broke his neck. Oh, yeah. true, true, true. So true. it was just like... It's a lot of force. Yeah, but also, that, like, a, yeah. that train... Like, was not moving fast. No, no but I just... I kind of... And, like, it's brought up, like, it's going 15 miles an hour. Like, how could yeah. anyone jump off that to, like, think they're going to die? And I was like, well, they, like, you know, the story goes that they did die. But also, like, you couldn't get away with that now because it's like... Oh. It would go to the coroner and be like... This dude's neck was snapped and then like hours later he was like, you know, yeah. and was, there's no bruising from him falling off a train. Yeah. He has a snapped neck and his body is otherwise in perfect condition. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this man did not fall off a train. This man was murdered and then placed next to the train tracks. He yeah. should be a detective. He should lead the police or something. He basically he, is. Like, yeah, I he's just an, investi- he's an, he's an investigator. He's an investigator, Because yeah. he was like... We should pass this case on to the, like, District Attorney General. Yeah. So not the police. Like, it's just straight to, here's the case, here's the evidence. Yeah. Prosecute if you want, like. He's like the OG Sherlock Holmes. Like, he just was like, no, nah, I don't. I mean, Sherlock existed before, before this. this. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. I'm sorry. Actually, I also have a fact about that a bit later. So stay oh. tuned, guys, if you like Sherlock I mean, Holmes. the three of us have no option but to stay tuned. Yeah, I mean, you could just leave. <laughs> you could leave. Yeah. So, um, Neff boards the train posing as Mr. Dietrichson and makes – I feel like I say that different every time. Anyway, oh, well. and makes his way to the back the of the train, <laughs> stepping onto the platform outside to smoke a cigarette. He jumps off at a pre-arranged spot to meet Phyllis and drags Dietrichson's body onto the track. I also love that he, like, he jumps off. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> The way he just threw the um, crutches. He's like – <laughs> yeah, it was just like, really? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Come on, mate. <laughs> uh, so, Phyllis... Oh, sorry, that's I just read that paragraph. Um, Mr Norton, the company's chief, believes the death was suicide, but Keyes scoffs at the idea. Keyes suspects foul play on Phyllis's part because he thinks she was having an affair. Norton refuses to pay out the accidental death clause, deducing that Dietrichson was unaware of the policy. Keyes tells Neff his theory while Phyllis is hiding behind the door, concluding that Phyllis and an accomplice murdered Dietrichson for the insurance money, but he needs proof. I really enjoyed that scene where she's yeah. behind the door. door so because he's yeah, sitting there just holding the door and she just pulls on it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm fucking right here. And he's like, he instantly goes, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. okay, let's leave the door wide open. Yeah. And like, let's get rid of him. And it was just like, oh, no. <laughs> That was good. I, I was ready when he walked forward and the door was just hanging open for the keys to be like, you got a, you got a door holdy machine. Yeah, I was, like, yeah <laughs> I was waiting for something to, him to be like, what's going on here? Why is your 
It's a good way of creating suspense. Yeah. 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 Because like the conversation starts and she just walks up to the door and it's like I was expecting her to walk in on that. I was oh no, I was waiting for like a like a A knock. Yeah. Yeah. Or to like yell out and they'd be like, Who the fuck is that? Yeah, Yeah. and then like she hears them and it's like, oh but also I was like, fucking get caught, bitch. Yeah. Uh, she gets it in the end, don't worry. No, justice was not delivered. Yeah. <laughs> um, the woman's a double murderer. So the victim's daughter, Lola, played by Jean Heather, comes to the con- comes to Neff convinced that her stepmother, Phyllis, is behind her father's death because her mother also died under suspicious circumstances when she was her nurse. Neff begins seeing Lola to keep her from going to the police with her suspicions and later through guilt to protect her from Phyllis. I just love how like, he just takes her out on a date. Yeah, he takes like, her to a Mexican f- place. Fuck, man. <laughs> it was weird, but like at the same time, the poor girl. Like, how old would she be, you reckon? Oh, like, like 20? 20? Yeah, 20. Yeah. She looked younger. And how old was she? Tiny. How old do you reckon he was? 40. So that's the thing in like, like <laughs> yeah, old right. movies, people always look like. Yeah. A lot older than what they were. Like, someone's like, yeah. this man was 30. He's like, I he thought was, it was 55. The actor was 36 at the time. Yeah, see, he looks like he's fucking 60. Gene Heather. Gene Heather. Yeah, poor thing. She thinks she's like delirious about what happened with her mother yeah. first. And then this she's other thing happens being and she's being Yeah, she is the whole time. 23. She's 23. Oh, yeah. 23. Okay. How, what about actually. the, um, what's the name that plays Phyllis? Barbara uh, Steinwick. Type sorry. That's all right. It's S T Y N T. I think. Uh, shit, oh seven. Isn't it funny how your she perception of Lola changes over the time too? Thirty-seven. Oh yeah. So they were the same. Okay, so they yeah. were the same age. That's fine. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Lola is young. Yeah. Um. So Neff fears Phyllis will murder Lola over her suspicion in her parents' murders and because Dietrichson had changed his will in Lola's favour, leaving Phyllis with nothing. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, that's one's a pretty his daughter, strong motivator. One's like yeah. his new side woman but didn't main woman. Else, like at the start be like, oh, like feel like pretty strong for Phyllis and it's funny how it completely changes and you're like, oh, you've just yeah. been really bad for Lola and you're like, you yeah. can't believe your perception's just done a big flip. Yeah, also her boyfriend Nino is a piece of shit. Hey, yes. she could <laughs> be so much better than that. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, but he gets, sa- he, you know, he gets saved in the end, so it's... Yeah, yeah. but are we even happy about that? No. no. <laughs> I kind of wanted him to go to jail yeah. and just be a dickhead. But also like, is it even a boy? He's just kind of like her friend and then... That she's seeing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, she's in love with you, man. Oh, no. Call her. She wants you to call her. Um, <laughs> That's a good impression. cat over here. That was my best American accent. So <laughs> I'm sorry to all those I've offended. Uh-huh. Um, Don't apologise. Stick by your guns. So Neff meets Phyllis at her house and informs her that he knows about her and Nino. Oh, yeah. By the way, um, Neff realises that. Phyllis and Nino were having an affair. And Nino is Lola's boyfriend. Yeah, they're going Wait, bang. Wait, did we bang. actually confirm that they were having an affair or was it he just He goes there her? every night. He went there for yeah. like four nights in a row. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't she talking about how she was like draining into him that there were, like he was trying to turn him against Lola? That was the whole point. She turned Nino against Lola. Yeah, like trying to get him really angry that enough that he would actually hurt her. 
That was her whole plan. Oh, was it? Yeah. But I think she was doing that by, you know... Bang, oh, probably bang, bang him too, bang but you know. Bang, yeah. bang, 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 but, bang. but she literally said that she was conditioning him to get yes, s- to his bad temp- temper mm. um, to, like, hurt her, which is fucked. It could have yeah. been another murder, literally. Oh, well, it's the, that's the goals. Because yeah. then he, that the two of them would have run away with all the money because she yeah. was going to fucking kill Neff, Neff. And then the two of them would have been like, yeah, we're rich. Let's get out of here. No, Phyllis that was is the a p- real piece of work over here. Oh, she's just a real gold piece digger. Of work. Yeah. <laughs> she's it's very time yeah. period appropriate insult. <laughs> she ain't nothing but a gold digger. She <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't sing it. That's why I said it, Barry. Uh, I'll only sing um happy facts. So, <laughs> um, Neff guesses um, Phyllis is planning t- for Nino to kill him, but tells her he intends to kill her and put the blame on Nino. She shoots him in the shoulder. He dares what a her terrible to shoot shot. again. Mm. Like she's probably never shot a gun before. Yeah, but like mm, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like he's not that far away. He's like at the perfect shooting distance. I mean, if you're going to complain about something, I'd pick that. Oh my god! After I shot you, I just realized that I love you. Yeah, yeah, like, that was. Just- come on. But then also, like he bleeds a lot more and gets a lot more. Like he gets like. Practically on the verge of death. Yeah. From where he shot. But where he got shot, like... There's, like, next to no blood. Yeah. Where he got hit, it's sort of just like, yeah, you're going to be bleeding a bit, but, like, you're not going to bleed to death that quickly. No. Like... If you hold it still... If you put... Yeah, if you hold your arm... If you raise your arm up, put some pressure on it, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he dares her to shoot him again. She does not, and he takes the gun. She says she never loved him until a minute ago when I couldn't fire that second shot. <laughs> and realized that I couldn't live without you because, oh, no, I shot you. And <laughs> what if you die? Is, do you think the movie's try, like that's that's legitimately what she's thinking or she's just making another excuse? I think excuse? so. She's just yeah. a psychopath. Like, just a weirdo. She's just like, oh, yeah. I found my equal, but now I've shot him. Ah. But I could not shoot <laughs> what her do we do now? <laughs> um, so I just she hugs him. Neff says goodbye, baby, and shoots her twice, killing her. Outside, Neff waits for Nino and advises him not to enter the house. He convinces Nino instead to telephone Lola. Neff drives to his office and starts speaking into his dictaphone, returning to the start of the film. Keys arrives unnoticed and hears the truth. Neff tells him that he's fleeing to Mexico, but he's too weak and collapses. Keys lights Neff's cigarette as they wait for the police and an ambulance. I thought that was a pretty, um, what's the opposite of escalate? Uh, uh, De-escalation? Yeah, just... Pretty disappointing. Yeah, it was Deflation. just very... <laughs> what am I trying to say? It felt like anticlimactic. It was yes, thank you. It's a very anticlimactic ending because I thought he was either going to run for it or like he was going to kill himself. It sounded like a bloody suicide note to me. Well, I also have some stuff on that. Because oh. Sad facts. Oh. Yeah. Sad facts. Um, so an alternate <laughs> ending to this film that was actually shot. Um, so Wilder. Um, oh, what am I saying? I so the alternate ending. Featured Neff paying for his crime by going to the gaff cha- gaff? gas yes. chamber. The footage is lost, but stills of the scene still exist. 
So they actually shot this first and then they were like... Gas chamber. Yeah. Wow. And then they were like, oh, we don't like this. So we're just going to cut it. Oh, you're popular today. Second phone call. Yeah, so I think it would one three hundred number. Oh. It's really weird. <laughs> I wouldn't answer that. <laughs> I always the call. I'll plug my phone straight into the <laughs> podcast, the road, and then just answer the phone call live on air. And then we'll get a message being like, "Hi, you're live on. Watch it again." Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, calling from a one three hundred? So a bit of the background on the. Oh, does anyone want to add anything? In particular uh, about the plot while yeah, we're going so I over think it. I understand why they got rid of the gas chamber thing. I think it would have been – it's more – it will be more emotional if he had died from, like, say, if Keys had stopped him from mm. getting away. Like, I totally get that. Yeah. But it just felt – him just collapsing in the door was like, oh, oh okay, we're, we're going to stop here. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, done. they couldn't um, – where's my notes? They couldn't actually – let him get away and yeah. they couldn't let her get away with the murder because of the uh, where is it i can't remember what it's called but it's some sort of production code oh. where to make a film at that time the criminals had to pay for their crimes interesting yeah. phone calls from samsung oh lovely mm. you don't even own a samsung no it's my tv got fixed yesterday because the it died. Oh. Now it's back. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they they literally were not allowed. He was literally not going to ever flee to Mexico. Because, interesting. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to produce the film. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. No, you just get him to flee to Mexico and as soon as he gets to the border, he just gets shot in the head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this movie really... But it just goes, justice. The end. The end. <laughs> I have a, just a couple of notes on the plot that I wanted to share, if that's all right, Kat. Yeah, go for it. Um, the You guys know the guy that, that sees him on the train at the, yes. at the yeah. back? Yeah. Um, like, anyone else knows? He just repeatedly says, well, I'm a Metford man. Metford yeah. Oregon. Like, hated like, like oh. ten times. And also, like... Tell us again where you're from. Yeah. That also really bugged me because, like, oh, it was darkened from behind. But like, you genuinely looked at each other square in the fucking eye. <laughs> yeah. And now you're in a room with this man having it. Like, you spoke on the train and looked eye you to eye. You heard his voice, yeah. which yeah. is pretty you're deep. You're now in a yeah. room together, again, looking eye to eye. It hasn't... It's been, what, a couple of fucking days? Yeah. yeah. How do you not realise that's the same person? Yeah, I know, right? That bit was so intense. And he's like, he's oh, like, oh, I know you. How from- do I know you? Yeah, and, and it's like, like it's a like, dude. Like, how? You- and you're talking about that exact situation, like that exact <laughs> event where you you're asked to recognize the person you spoke to on the train. It's like, oh, it's not the man in the photo. He's standing right fucking what, what, there. What does he look like? Oh, kind of like that guy over there. That's what, no, I genuinely kind of thought like that guy over there. when he was just like, oh, that's not the man. I was going to say, he was a, I was waiting for him to say like something like, oh, he's a similar build. Like he was about this guy's yeah. height. Like, you know. This guy's build. I was this guy's voice like, sounds similar. Stand up next to him. Like, oh, yeah, it was about this side. But he had like this on and this on. And then and that's when I thought like um, Keys was going to get sus on him. Yeah. Because he's going to be like, oh, it looked a bit like. Because like he was like, oh, it was dark, and he had like a hat on, but like he was a similar size to this guy, and then that's where I thought it was going to go. Yeah. And I was like, no, nah, got no idea who you are. See you fucking later. <laughs> so, Sorry, he's like, that's that's him right there in front of you. Uh, he's a foot away. <laughs> Come on, Look, man. It was black and white. It's <laughs> fucking further away from you than when he was on the train. <laughs> uh. Um, and my final little note is. Whenever we watch older movies, I still always recoil whenever there's just like a, in the middle of it's like, oh yeah, the coloured woman. I'm just like, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did yeah. it on the apartment too. I'm just like, I know it's typical of the period, but I'm just like, ah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So a bit of background. Yes. So it's based on the story by James M. Kane, which originally appeared as an eight-part serial in Liberty magazine beginning in February 1936 before it was published as novella in 1943. So this is where my Sherlock fact comes into it. Sherlock Holmes um, was actually published as a serial as well in newspapers and magazines right. in different little parts before it was yeah. compiled into the stories that we know today. Mm. Yeah. Um so the novella was based on a 1927 murder perpetrated by a married Queen's woman and her lover, whose trial he attended while working as a journalist in New York. In that crime, Ruth Snyder persuaded her boyfriend, Judd Gray, to kill her husband, Albert, after having him take out a big insurance policy with a double indemnity clause. The murders quickly were identified, um, arrested and convicted. The front page photo of Snyder's execution in the electric chair at Sing Sing, captured by reporter Tom Howard, used it using a hidden camera attached to his right ankle, has been called the most <laughs> famous news photo of the 1920s. A hidden camera. On his camera, ankle. Yeah. On his ankle in the 1930s. How big are his fucking shoes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, shit. But yeah, I think it's pretty interesting that it's actually based on a real event. Yeah. Yeah. And in that event, the murderers paid for their crimes as well. She didn't get away with it. Um, so Kane's. Oh, I just spat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling. A, I'm getting another phone call. Yes, that's such a popular that's, voice. Um, that's weird. Do you want us to? No, it's fine. Or? I'm just not going to answer them. So <laughs> Kane's agent shopped around the story in 1936 and gained interest from MGM, Warner Bros, Paramount, 20th Century Fox, and Columbia within days, all competing to buy the rights for twenty five thousand dollars. But then a letter I feel from like that's the opposite of what we normally talk about. It's yeah. like this is like they're all competing for the rights. Usually, it's like everyone told them to fuck off. Yeah. Everyone said it was going to be shit, and then they went and did it themselves. Yeah. And yeah. now look at this, and everyone's like, oh no, we missed out on billions of dollars. <laughs> um, but then Bill- billions. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So this is all in 1936, but then a letter from Joseph Breen at the Hayes office and the studios um, caused the studios to withdraw their bids. Um, So it said, the general low tone and sordid flavour of this story makes it, in our judgement, thoroughly unacceptable for screen presentation before mixed audiences in the theatre. I am sure you will agree that this is... Most important, to avoid what the code calls the hardening of audiences, especially those who are young and impressionable to the thought and fact of crime. So basically, this guy was like, don't make it because we don't want to, like, I guess, show that crime is good and that you can benefit from it. (laughs) I mean... It's um, not the message of the movie, is it? But no, like, no. They just don't want any even yeah. chance of that kind of thing coming yeah. through. Yeah, not to like glamorise it or anything. Um, but eight years later, Double Indemnity was included in a collection of Kane's works titled Three of a Kind. Paramount executive Joseph Sistrom thought the material was perfect for, perfect for Wilder and the studio bought the rights for $15,000. Paramount resubmitted the script to the Hayes office, but the response was identical to the one eight years earlier. Um, but they just decided to move forward anyway. Yeah. Um, so they submitted the film um, 
to the office and approve and the Hayes office approved the project with only a few objections. So the portrayal of the disposal of the body, a proposed gas chamber execution scene and the skimpiness of the towel worn by the female lead in her first scene. Oh, please. <laughs> it was pretty so skimpy. Gas chamber execution scene? Yeah. We said that before. So that's what they wanted. That was the alternate ending or something, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got murdered. Do you in think? Again. Do you think Phyllis? Um, every time the doorbell rings, she has a towel ready to go. She's to be like, like yes. just, she just, just walks in around case. naked and then <laughs> yeah. picks up a towel. And then she's just in case she's like, oh my. I like that she's wearing <laughs> well, shoes okay. with a <laughs> towel though. Um, I mean, she was definitely like the actress was definitely fully clothed underneath that yeah. towel. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. And no one thought, oh, take your shoes off to make it look more real. I was like, oh yeah, she's just, you know. <laughs> Um, Missed that bit. <laughs> so because of the contents of the novella, writing a script was deemed near impossible. Wilder's first choice um, for writer was Kane, so the actual author, but he was working on it um, for another studio and was unavailable, um, although he claims he was never asked. So, um, so producer Joseph Sistrom um, then suggested Raymond Chandler. So Chandler and Wilder made considerable changes to Kane's story. For one thing, the ending was overhauled. For another, the character of Barton Keyes was transformed from Walter Neff's fairly clueless co-worker into his mentor and eventual nemesis. Oh, thank God. If he would have been clueless, that would have been so boring. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, he was character. kind of the highlight he of was the really Yeah, good. I loved him. Yeah. Um, See, I reckon the main love story is not about... Who's the main man again? Neff. Neff. It's not about Neff and Phyllis. It's about Neff and Keys. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about Neff and Keys, right? It's like, Keys, I could have kissed you. <laughs> um, so Kane was very... Gets lynched. <laughs> oh. Kane was very pleased with how his um, book turned out on the screen. After seeing the picture half a dozen times, he was quoted as saying, it's the only picture I ever saw made from my books that had things in it I wish I had thought of. So a bit like Stephen King and The Mist. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about The Mist later. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so Wilder's ending was much better than my ending and his device for letting the guy tell the story by taking out the office dictating machine. I would have done it if I had thought of it. So no praise. Yeah. 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 That's where it's usually the other way around, yeah. eh? <laughs> yeah. Like they did all these things and they sucked. Yeah. The book was better. Um, so a little bit on casting. So yeah. having the two protagonists mortally wound each other was one of the key factors in gaining Hayes' office approval for the script. The production code demanded that criminals pay on screen, as I mentioned before, for their transgressions. Um, in addition, double indemnity broke new cinematic grounds on several fronts, one of those being the first time a Hollywood film explicitly explored the means, motives and opportunity of committing a murder. So that's why it was really um, kind of the start of the film noir movement. Yeah. Um, cool. Wilder's, first <laughs> Wilder's first choice for the role of Phyllis um, was Barbara St Stanwyck. At the time, Stanwyck was the highest paid actress in Hollywood as well as the highest paid woman in America. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That explains some of the budget things. For a whole yeah. $10 an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Fred McMurray was accustomed to playing happy-go-lucky good guys in light comedies and when Wilder first approached him about the Neff role, McMurray said, you're making the mistake of your life. Playing a serious role required acting, he said, and I can't do it. But Wilder pestered him about it every single day um, until he simply wore the actor down. And he was right, he couldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> you silly boy, I'm an actor, you need an actor for this. McMurray um, felt safe about his acquiescence because Paramount, which had him under contract and had carefully crafted his good guy image, would never let him play a wrong role. His trust, however, was misplaced. His contract was up for renewal at the time and because his friend and co-star Carol Lombard had shrewdly and successfully taught him how to play hardball with the studio bosses. He was not able. He was not the pliable pushover of old. Paramount executives decided to let him play the unsavoury role to teach him a lesson, um, we'll which is kind of ironic because it, like, iconic film. Yeah, it was like he has been quoted as saying it's like his best film of all time. Um, so. Edward Robinson, the guy who plays Keys, was also reluctant to sign on for the role um, because he saw it as a step downward um, to the third lead. However, it helped, um, as he freely admitted, that he drew the same salary as the two leads for fewer shooting days. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work more pay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Vision. <laughs> So the original ending to the Kane novella called for the characters to commit double suicide. Suicide, however, was strictly forbidden at the time by the production code oh. um, as a way to resolve a plot. So Wilder wrote and filmed the different ending of The Gas Chamber, um, which cost $150,000 to make and was then scrapped. So Damn, that's where so a that's big chunk of the budget went. Yeah. yeah, I really thought he was going to off himself. Because yeah. he had the gun still, did he not? I don't, I don't know. I, I swear he remember. still had the gun that Maybe. he shot um, Phyllis with. Um, well, he cut, yeah, well, he couldn't commit suicide, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like an eighth of the total budget just gone. Yeah. Crazy, hey. And the fact that we don't even have that footage today. Yeah. Um, so Wilder decks Stanwyck out in the blonde wig to compliment her anklet and to make her look as sleazy as possible. <laughs> Did you guys realise she was wearing a wig? It, I, uh, it did look not quite right. I mean, yeah. but also at the same time, just context. I was like, if it's a wig, it's just a wig because it's just the bit like, you yeah. Know, yeah. Like. Um, so it, the wig has been cited by some as being the picture's biggest flaw, claiming that it looks too fake. According to Wilder, this was exactly what he was going for when he chose the wig, wanting to project the phoniness of the girl, bad taste, phony wig. With cheap perfume to match. Yeah, sure it was. This is yeah. the biggest, the biggest <laughs> downside of your movie. I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> you dumbass. Um. So reviews from the critics were largely positive. That's rare um, for the list. Yeah. Yes. Uh, though the content of the story made some uncomfortable. While some reviewers found the story implausible and disturbing, others prayed it as an original thriller. Um, so Double Indemnity is an important and some say the first example of a genre of films called film noir. Um, classic film noir is marked by major thematic elements, a plot about crime told from the point of view of a criminal, exploring of psychosexual themes and a visually dark and claustrophobic framing with key lighting from sources within the 
mise-en-scene casting strong shadows that both conceal and project characters' feelings. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't, a, that wasn't like a French scene. That was just like, oh, like, wow. <laughs> Jacob just really likes film noir. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is noir a French word? Yes, Probably. it is. It just yeah. means like dark film yeah. or black film. Got to say, you got to give them credit for making a um, thriller without like today's modern technology that make thrillers so good. Like the lack, like it was just all in the plot. If yeah, that makes sense and the acting. Yeah. Whereas like now you've got like sounds that really intensify yeah. Yeah. and like effects and for, yeah. for that time, I think they did really well. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. I too. was shocked at how good, like I, how much I enjoyed the thing. Yeah. Um, so my only bit of trivia for this. Hang on, hang on. Sad fact or fun fact? Yeah. It's kind of a fun fact. Fun, fun fact. Fun fact. Everyone in. Fun, no. fun fact. <laughs> Take away. Oh, God. So in some scenes, I don't know if you guys notice, um, but there's a wedding ring on Walter's hand. So Neff's no, hand. No, I did not notice. Oh. Um, Fred McMurray was married and the ring was not noticed until post-production. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I saw it and I was like, I was ready for that's to, odd. I was ready for you to say, like, Wilder actually planned that Neff was married, but but they had been separated but not officially divorced. So, but no, he oh, just didn't do it. No. <laughs> just forgot to take off his wedding ring. Um, so, yeah, that is my report on double indemnity. Well done, Kat. Thank you. Thank you. There's Thank a you. button for that, but hold on. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Love a good soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, Jacob, question yeah. of the day. Would um, you watch it again? Um, um, maybe. Maybe. don't know. Oh, Under the right circumstances. Yeah. Commit to a yes this or no. This is a yes or no. It's no, either 100% no. yes or 100% no. 67.9% yes. That's a, That's a yes. <laughs> I think I wouldn't... And I say it sometimes, like actively seek out to watch it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if someone wanted to, like, oh yeah, like if someone wanted to watch it or classic, talk about, you know, uh, if someone wanted to, yeah, or like if you're talking about it, like, oh, there's this movie, you know, like if it came up, like, yeah, as a kind of like, oh, like you should watch this, like, you know, or do you want to watch this? But not this, like, I wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm going to put this on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I would not. No, uh, it comes under my typical thing of when it's kind of a mystery thing. Once I know the plot, it doesn't have a lot of rewatch value yeah, to me. I, don't um, know about that. I didn't think I like none of the drama. Like it all looks fine, but none of it was like really gripping and amazing enough for, to to pull me back in. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll commit to a no because I'm not a coward. <laughs> <laughs> it would be actually wow. interesting to go back and watch it and see if it still holds, even though you know the answers. Yeah. Mm. I'd watch it again. Yeah, I yeah, would too. I quite enjoyed it. I think like what really struck me was the fact that the pacing was so well done. Yeah. Like it wasn't – I didn't feel like it was dragging at no. any particular point or – Yeah, like Definitely. It, it, I don't know, it just like – Kept going. It flowed it very good. nicely. It's not like I feel like there's some movies on this list that, that we've watched that like have really high points and then but then are brought down by like yeah. low points throughout yeah. it. This is consistently yeah. at least decent. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I well we should move on. Shall we move on to what we've been watching and what we're excited for? Four. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Four. I thought you could ruin my little segue, but Yeah, I did. Um, you never can. 
Kat, do you want to go first because it's your week? Sure. So after we finished recording last week, um, Jacob gave Nick a DVD copy, how old school of him. Because we're cool like that. Of The Mist, which is based on the Stephen King book of the same name. And so I didn't know the twist – like, oh, also, well, spoilers for a movie that came out like 20 years – well, 15 years ago, so – Yeah. I feel like we shouldn't spoil the ending, though, if people don't know what it is. Right. So, oh, but it's <laughs> – Anyway, so anyway, yeah. I didn't I know what the ending was, and Jacob and Nick both knew, and they were like – and I was just said, oh, I'll look it up, and they're like, no, 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 you can't. You have to watch it. So they stayed and watched the movie we with We left me. at like, I don't know, what time? 12 really? o'clock. Yeah, we left so late. I got home so late. <laughs> It was worth it. We had like a cute little movie night, just yeah. like, you know, and Aww. watched um, it together. And it was, and, uh, yeah. it I just was really like, good to watch Kat's reaction. So <laughs> many feelings and yeah. just anger. And even though the CGI was like, I mean, it's was what, 2004? It was kind of... 2006? 2007, It doesn't yeah. really make that much difference. It was still kind of shit. I mean, but it like, was also a very low budget yeah. film. <laughs> but I feel like it... I. It just – I have no words to explain how I Are feel. Are you okay? Because you were, like, yeah. not okay afterwards. I'm, no, I'm still not okay. Yeah, I can't okay. think about it too much or else oh I just, God. like, get a bit sad again. Because it was, like – I was of the three of us, I was the only one that had actually, like, seen the whole thing. Nick said he'd yeah. seen bits and knew what the ending was. I've been And told I just went into it completely Yeah, and Kat happened. went in knowing nothing. I didn't know And there was, like, one yeah. moment and I just went to Nick I'm like – I'm just going to play on my phone for a minute. He was like, what? And then Nick just went, oh, fuck. I was like, see, I knew that was coming and I didn't want to look. Yeah. Have you seen it, James? No, I haven't. And I don't know the twist either. Okay, I'm so glad we didn't tell you then. Okay. You should go and watch it. You'll have to watch it. If you haven't seen The Mist, I do recommend it. Just... Graphic content warning. I don't yeah. like. I don't like horror movies. Don't it's do not any really horror. Yeah, though. And, yeah. No, and it's not. It's more. It's more like thriller and just a well, few just a jump scares. Kind of graphic sci-fi action movie. There's like suspense. Some, just like for those who don't like spiders, there's just a few scenes where you'll want to cover your head with a blanket, like I did. <laughs> Was that the one that you looked away? From? One of the one, yeah, because it kind of yeah. It's there's a bit, a bit of a, like a jump and there's a whole. <laughs> um, but yeah, go watch the mist. It's kind of like. It's badly great. <laughs> um, and what else have I been watching? Um, I started watching The People vs. O.J. Simpson. <gasps> yes. It's very good. Um, because I finally finished listening to a podcast about it and I was like, now I can watch it. Is this the Netflix one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I haven't seen it. The one with Sarah it. Paulson? Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I think I'm only up to season, to episode two. So, yeah. yeah. You're going to love it. It's amazing. They did so well. It's very interesting too because I like I'd obviously listened to this podcast and they were investigative journalists and went into quite a lot of detail about it. So it was interesting seeing everything happening on screen and going, Oh, I know why this is happening and I know yeah. who that person is and yeah. their background and all that. So that was really cool. Um and I'm also reading Mindhunter, which is what the Netflix series was yeah. based on. And see the yeah, book it's over in the there. corner. Um, um, on the OJ Simpson thing, I know rival podcast, not really, but there's a really, really good episode of the podcast. Do go on, yeah, for OJ Simpson, yeah, yeah. yeah and it goes. Are they really rivals? I feel like they're nah, just they're elevated so far above, above us. us. <laughs> they do international tours, um, <laughs> but like that episode of that goes for like I don't know two hours or something. Yeah, and it is it's so good. A really good overview. 
of that case if yeah. you want. Like, if you, I, I would recommend like listening to that. They do a lot of good. Just yeah. go listen to Do Go On. <laughs> before like watching any, like having the whole like actual like story yeah. Yeah. before watching the dramatization yeah. makes it Gives you more enjoyable. Because, yeah. yeah. Like you said, yeah. like you kind of, oh, that's why that's happening. Oh, that's who that person is. And you kind of yeah. like can see the big picture of the whole event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Well, I listened to a different podcast yeah. and they did like Fuck. <laughs> a few, I think there's been 14 episodes on it so far and there's more coming out. Jesus Christ. Because they haven't actually got to the actual trial yet. Oh my God. But they go into a lot of detail about individual people. Yeah. So they'll do like two episodes on Nicole Smith and talk about her, um, like Robert. her childhood and how she met OJ and what she was doing and like and Robert Kardashian yeah yeah no they it's just it's really 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 interesting because you don't see a lot of the backstory in media portrayals of things no. like this you just yeah. see what the information you're given yeah because it's and it can be very you know, very skewed yes but I think yeah. I think like the dramatization in that does do a very good job they of, did yeah. a great job yeah. and they kept it very um unbiased there's a really good uh, there's a documentary on it too um i don't know what there's a documentary about. on like there's probably quite OJ a, few. Like uh, a yeah. recent-ish one that's also like really good and it just gives you like all like the whole trial pretty much mm. like it just goes through because it was all like televised and shit so it's yeah, just yeah. Whole thing. it was it was what really yeah. created this um market for like televised trials in america that's why you've still got it today. You've got the court camera or whatever it is. Court TV. Yeah, court TV. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> yeah. Not that. <laughs> no, different. it's like actual criminal just, yeah. proceedings. I know. You just stuff. watch the courthouse on the TV. It's kind of crazy. Like, uh, yeah, anyway. Court um, reporters are a lot bigger in America than it is here. Yeah. Like well, he- I, think, I think here in particular because you don't have that access to the courtroom. Yeah, you do. They don't. You're not allowed to film it. No, but it's like you can go in and just like oh, yeah. anyone can go in. Yeah, but you're not allowed unless obviously it's unless a closed, it's closed court. Closed. Yeah, yeah. But that's only on certain issues. Yeah. But yeah, like I mean, like a, the court reporter can just walk, like just walk in and just sit Take there all day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and other than that, been reading Mind Hunter, which I didn't realize came out in 1995. Oh. Yeah. It's like. Is it, has it good? Been good? It's. Awesome. Where'd it's you get it? Just from, um, where did I buy it from? Harry Hardhawk. I saw it oh, on the shelf and I was just like, yeah. Um, but it's Safe. really interesting because <laughs> I thought it was going to be like different cases, but it's kind of about his life. Like, um, what's Holden. his name? Hang on. Holden Ford. Holden. No, he's uh. not an actual character. No. Oh. He's a, like an amalgamation of a bunch of different people. So it's about John Douglas and it's like told in the first person and oh. it's his... Like it kind of goes through his childhood a little bit and then into the army and then into how he got into the FBI and the behavioural science unit or whatever. Yep. And then like talking about how they came to be interviewing all these different psychopathic killers and yeah, it's just, it's really, really, really interesting. I read like 100 pages last night and then fell asleep, so... hundred pages is a pretty solid effort. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm up, yeah. Considering it's not really that thick. No. Well, it's like, what, 400 pages? Yeah. Yeah, you're a quarter of the way. 
I've read 200 pages actually. You're a half I'm of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Quick math. You can borrow it after me. If Quick you math. Want. <laughs> Thank you. I think I've been asked, I've asked you to like, if I could borrow about half your uh, just take <laughs> Just take that, just drag that thing out with you. Yeah. <laughs> There's like double that in my bedroom, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, so many. Anyway, that's me. I feel like I've spoken for like 20 minutes. 55 and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Gems. Um. So I have three things I want to talk oh. about. Uh, firstly, for from last week, and I'll try not to do it too much because we have a full podcast on it, but Princess Bride, oh, I yay. watched for the first time. <gasps> oh, the first time? Yeah, I'd never seen it. Oh, and, did you love and, it? And, 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 and. And I feel like you're all going to be very unhappy with I'm going to oh, fucking throw you out the window because it was funny. I laughed. A, b- a bunch, <laughs> but I didn't really like the movie that much. Oh, <laughs> James. No. Oh, Jacob's no. getting up. I'm done. I'm being thrown oh, out the window. He's going to jump off the balcony. Do you have a life insurance? Do you have uh, <laughs> a double insurance indemnity insurance? clause? Yeah. Not for you. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Oh, dude. It's, it's fun. And I see. And I imagine you all watched it when you were kids, right? No. No? I didn't watch it until a few years ago. <laughs> I did. I was probably like six or seven. Because I, I, I reckon yeah. if I'd watched it when I was younger, I would have like enjoyed it more and had like a legacy thing to it. Yeah. But just watching it without like really – like. I knew that um, I knew that Andre the Giant was in it, and you, yeah. <laughs> and I knew like Inigo Montoya, but that's about it. Yeah. And and then like yeah, other than like I, I laughed a bit, but as far as the main plot, I wasn't. Did I you wasn't enjoy the sword fight? Yes, the quippy sword fight. The quippy sword like, fight was fun. Yeah. yeah, that's like those sort of moments like, are my favorite bit. But the greatest, one of the greatest sword fights on fucking movie history is oh, just the fucking best. <laughs> Chef's kiss. But also this is James's final episode, everyone. Just <laughs> <laughs> His name will be taken off. Oh. <laughs> We're going to find James mysteriously behind a uh, train. train. <laughs> <laughs> broken neck, bruises, broken leg. Um, but I totally get what you mean about um, certain things where people have grown up with it. Um, and so it's untouchable in their minds. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars. That is me and Star Wars. I think I got into Star Wars way too late and that's why I cannot appreciate it as much as other people. Are two people and getting thrown out the window? <laughs> yep, it's OG3 from the next week Okay, onwards. what can I insult that Jacob loves? <laughs> no, you have to stay. Godzilla. <laughs> oh, we need at least one female voice on this podcast. Diversity, yeah. <laughs> we can't um, just have two white guys. <laughs> all right, so now that I've lowered ex- everyone's expectations, made everyone very mad, um, I also, for the first time in a year and a half, Went to the cinema. Oh, wow. Last time I went to the cinema cinema? was Tanet. Yeah. (laughs) It's the last thing I saw in the movies. Me too. It's very sad. Tanet. I like it. Tenet. Tenet. There's no N at the end of the word. Don't don't we pronounce it Tenet? You can still say it. Tenet. No, Tenet. Oh, did we pronounce it Tenet? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. It's not Tennant. Well, that's what I thought. I'm <laughs> not, sorry. Not beloved actor David Tennant. Oh, what a man. Oh. Oh, <laughs> um, chef's kiss. You <laughs> <laughs> would too. It's great. <laughs> but the last thing I saw was um, Rise of Skywalker with Nick, actually, and that mm. was not great. Um, <laughs> but, no, I went and saw Chaos Walking. Um, oh, is it good? Y- you mean the Mind Snake? <laughs> Yes, the Mind Snake with what? Tom Holland and Daisy yeah, Ridley. Yeah. Um, I had a thing in their so head and their thoughts are projected eh? out. Anything you think, it's in that, just got a little bubble above your head. I've not heard well. anything about this so, movie. Yeah, so oh. no, it was filmed, what, like three years ago? It yeah. looks like, yeah. It yeah. Like it. Um, 
But the the main concept is uh, on on this second world, um, men men's thoughts play out loud. It doesn't affect women, um, oh. but so they can't. Well, they get. Train like they train themselves to try and hide what they're thinking, but they can't to to a perfect degree. Yeah. Um. And all of the women have died out. Um. You're told it's from the, the alien species on the thing, but oh, I should not. This is a new movie. Don't spoil. I not spoil okay. it. But T- tell me after. Yeah. All it is is in the. In, you can do the trailer bit where Tom Holland thinks naughty thoughts to Daisy Ridley. <laughs> Oh. Up in the the sky above his head, Does he's like, "Oh just God, like, just, just ignore that, like, yeah, ignore that." These yeah. little like they're like these mist, blue misty things that were for it's the like thoughts. his little voice. Uh, it just little Tom yeah, Holland the translation voice. Translation from book to movie here is like, Ugh, I don't know about that. Just oh, watching, well. just watching the trailer, it was a bit like this. Seems like a have really good book concept. Have you read the books? No, no, I, I hadn't either. My partner had, and she was constantly saying, "This isn't in the books." <laughs> um, oh, really? oh God! Yeah. Okay. But um, interesting. I it was a movie without any spoilers. The world building was very good and it looked great and it sounded great. The mute, the score was really good. Yep. Um, and Tom Holland's performance was good. Of course it is. It's Tom Bloody Holland. Um, he, do you know he's like Tom a Bloody week, Holland. either a week older or a week younger than me. I can't remember which one. But we're like the same age and I'm like, oh, fuck, this makes <laughs> me feel sad. <laughs> you wish you were that handsome? No, I wish I was that like rich, talented and rich. <laughs> the kid can do anything. It's not about he's looks. Nuts. It's just like... I wish yeah, I could right. act Tom, like that and have the money. No, it's just like he's unrealistic, ripped, Hollywood ripped. So, like, <laughs> I do not have the f- mental capacity to commit to that much at physical exercise. That's fair. Same. Fuck, no amount of money, actually. <laughs> <laughs> if Marvel offered me, like, $10 million to be a superhero and be ripped for, like, five years, okay. I'd, yeah, I could do I that. Just a million, or yeah. even like five hundred thousand. Get in yeah. contact with us, Marvel. We have several I people would, here willing to yeah, get happily. ripped for you. I don't need that much money. <laughs> I will be even a hundred thousand um, dollars. I'd be happy with. What's it called? Like the kangaroo, whatever the fuck the Australian superhero in the weird Marvel comics obscure in the Avengers oh, International yeah. is. I'll be that guy. <laughs> what? Um, but coming back to Chaos Walking, yeah, I found the the plot and the writing itself wasn't that great, and Daisy Ridley's character also is very scared throughout it and doesn't talk a lot and her character thus felt underdeveloped to me. Um, like I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, I, I enjoyed parts of it and I like left it with a positive experience, but it was certainly not, I'd, I'd probably give it like is it a, gonna save a six cinema? and a half. Yeah. No, it's not, it's not oh. going to save. So cinema. it's just above average. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just fun. a film. But yeah, it's but. the, the writing I think lets it a bit down. Okay. So it's a forgetful one. Yeah. Okay. And the third thing I want to plug is also a book um, that uh, called Give Me Shelter by an author called Charles Kammerman, who also happens to be my grandfather. Oh. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you talking about this months ago. Yes, and is I, it out now? It is. Go, this will be coming out on Friday. So Where do I will, buy it? It will be released on Sunday. Uh through, I believe, the Sydney Jewish Museum is where I'm going for the release. So I assume through their website there will be some way to buy it okay. or potentially just in a general library way. I should have researched this before yes. I plugged it. And then <laughs> I can put a link in the episode description. Mm. Yeah, cool. And our listeners can also buy a book. Yes, but it's – um. so my grandfather um, lived in occupied Belgium – grew up in occupied Belgium during the war as a Jew. So oh, he no. is a Holocaust survivor. Um, and it's essentially just a collection of his memoirs about his life and his family and his experience 
like surviving the Nazis and other other people that he encountered during during the time, and then his experience of moving to Australia and learning to deal with like the change in very much more what we know as normal life yeah, compared yeah. to one At, of the most horrific yeah. events in history, if not the yeah, um, yeah. If you're, um, but I'm I am about. A third of the way through it, which is bad because I've had a copy for a while. <laughs> um, I, I just really haven't read much in a long time, but I am enjoying it. It is um, very interesting and very, very real. Obviously, feels very real to me because it's my yeah. grandfather. Yeah. But yeah, if if you're interested in that, I'm sure it won't be too much because it's like it's a museum piece. Um, but yeah, have a have will, a look at that. I Give me shelter. I feel that. like we. I guess for me in particular, I feel like World War Two and everything that kind of happened with it is so far in the past. Like, you know, it happened. You forget that people 80, are still yeah, alive. Yeah, 80 80 years. Years. And then you say that your grandfather survived it. And I'm like, wow, that it's so close to home. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, yeah. How old is he? 89. Yeah. Wow. He'll, be, he'll be 90 in a couple of months. Wow. How is he? Is he like fully mobile still? Is he? Um, no. Uh, yeah, fa- fairly mobile. Um, he's got a chairlift in his place because he he struggles with stairs. But um, yeah. no, he's understandable at he, eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, no, he's he's a very he's a very resilient man. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, you you grow up in this and it and it shapes you. And yes, he's very yeah, like definitely. he's a very tough man, but very yeah. like. Very like open about it and caring as well. Yeah. Like I've been like some of these stories I I know about because he's told me about them in the past. Yeah. And mm. Yeah. It's yeah. It's wow. it's interesting. Well, yeah. we'll um, try our best either this week or next week. We'll um, put a link in the episode description and put a thing up on the socials about it and yeah. plug the book. Thank you. Because yeah, I will definitely read it because. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spoons, what have you been watching? Um, I actually, I've been so busy th- for the past couple of weeks. So since t- last time I saw you guys, I haven't watched anything new because I've been so busy. But you just reminded me with bringing up Tom Holland. Have you guys talked about the devil all the time? Yet? Yeah, yeah, mm, I did. Uh, yeah, wow. When ago. it came out, oh, okay. Did you watch it? I watched it about a month ago for the mm. first time. What do you think? It, Good, really fucking it good. Great, like it was I like still haven't seen it. Really fuck, fucking good. Because like, yeah, and good. Robert Pattinson's just Robert. Oh. the fucking best. Um, He's killing it at the moment. I know. Him yeah. and Tom Holland I, I are just the dude. it guys. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I don't think I've seen anything since I've last talked to you guys. Um, I've been yeah. away. It's not a bad thing. Um, been doing stuff. Been busy. Career been busy. building. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob. Oh, okay. We wrap it up. Well, I haven't had a turn yet. <laughs> did we skip over? Oh, we skipped over. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you and I just spoke for like fifteen we did. minutes. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'll be I'll be quick because I haven't really like watched much of anything. I'm having a complete mental. I did watch something the other day. Um, fuck. I just had a complete. I was like, oh yeah. That's and okay. Now, we can cut it. Yeah, here. I can't remember because I watched this last. Because what did we record Thursday? Yeah, we didn't so, have a lot of time really. Yeah, Friday night I watched nothing. <laughs> Saturday I was out. 
sun. No, so I haven't really done any. No. Welcome to okay. Jacob's Diary. Yeah. <laughs> I worked. That's what so I did. So Yeah. <laughs> it's only been like four I days. Mean, we have to watch a film every week for this. And yeah. Then, like there's some weeks. Very yeah. late last night. Yeah. Chances to watch out other stuff. No, That's I mean, okay. obviously like, I watched WandaVision, but we'll talk about that with oh, me. Oh, yeah. I yeah. haven't watched yet. it yet. Yeah, no, so I we won't. I haven't had time to watch the last episode. It was much of that. I haven't even watched like Clarice or stuff or like. Superman and Lois that came out last week because yeah. I just haven't had the time to even think about it. We look forward to next week hearing about all of these things. Yes. So. You need to catch up to Servant with me by the end of next week. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, since, I, since I watched that and plugged it on the podcast, I, I have not watched any. I'm still at season one at six, I think. Oh, come on. I'm sorry, Naomi. Okay. So <laughs> you can reach us at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. I actually haven't even looked at it for like ages. So let's see if anyone's we'll emailed us. I'm just going to read out emails <laughs> yeah. live. Okay. We're but also on Instagram and Facebook at Watch It Again Podcast. That's not and the right email address. You there can is. buy or even just look up James's grandpa's book at the Sydney Jewish Museum. Yeah, online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So do that. We Learn have some, some history. New followers on a podcast platform that we're on. So thank you to whoever those two people are on Verbal. Oh, um, shout out to Sarah, our friend from uni, who actually listens to us. Oh yay! Hi Sarah. Oh, and Hi sh- Sarah. And shout out to my dad who started listening to it and oh, giving yeah. me critiques on each episode. <laughs> I'd like to know what he thinks of my. Um, well, I will review this week. I will ask him when I see him this week. Oh, he might not have listened to it by then, but I'll let you know. Have you found anything, Jacob? Um, head of marketing from Podbean sent us an email. <laughs> what did they say? And it we starts you with money. your name. <gasps> oh, what? It says, hi, James, Kat, Jacob, Nick, with our last names. Oh, Lord. My name is John. I am the head of marketing here at Podbean. I came across your podcast, watched it again, and thought your podcast would make an awesome live stream. I don't have the fucking commitment to that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, John. <laughs> I would like to have, personally invite you to, to use Podbeam Live for your podcast. Oh, so he's just promoting himself. Yeah, go fuck yourself, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, hey, John, we appreciate me. your email. Hey. John, thank you for I taking I feel really time. bad because that email's from... Months ago? Two months ago. Jacob. <laughs> I feel like we should, if we when we tell people, please email us with anything you want. We, sh- we should avoid saying fuck off too much. <laughs> <laughs> James Potter said, I create tool for podcasters that help them to get okay, more so ratings. So it's all, all ads. It's all marketing. All right. Okay. Wrap, it up. Wrap it up, Jacob. Wow. Someone have a genuine criticism. Yeah. Or someone send me an email us. or send me an ad. If you have your own product <laughs> that you want me to like read out, I'll read out an ad for free on, lo- on, on air because you oh, know no. what? Why oh, not? No. You know, sell whatever you want. I will read it out. <laughs> if you send an email, I'll read it out word for word, no matter what it says. Please end oh, this. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. As always, I am Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. I'm James. And I'm Naomi. Bye. 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 Ciao.